Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Duchess's Rants. I know it's a bit late because, well, I was supposed to do one last week and I had too much going on in the week, so I thought, why not? Why not try one today? This is my second attempt at my podcast <laughs> because the first one I was a bit too baked and I was like, oh, okay. It decided that, well, my mind was like, I couldn't focus on one thing or another but I seem to be less baked now so why not give it a go so this topic is just a bit of everything because well why not Um, I've been talking loads about Covid to like some of my friends and we were talking about the other day we're talking about how the lockdowns affected everybody and to be fair who is not sick of the lockdown the lockdown's been going on going on now for the last year and oh i just feel like we're all grounded you know we're not doing anything we're not moving in our lives because well can't really move on until they let us all out again and I've said it all along lockdown, the people that I feel sorry for the most are the kids that are at home with the abusive parents, you know, the kids that haven't got anywhere to go, especially when the schools are off as well, it made it worse, because who was looking after them kids? You know, if the parents are horrible parents, and trust me, there is people out there who do have their kids, who are mean, who treat them like shit, and social services can't see, can't monitor what's going on properly because most of the time it's school that does notice first. And I'm not saying schools are great for noticing because they're really not, especially when I was growing up. I mean, I'm, I'm a woman who came from an abusive household. You know, my, my parents were quite abusive. I don't know why, you know, I'm never going to get the answer from that in my life. So, but I'm, I'm a lot stronger now. But for me, if I lived in this day and age in a lockdown with my parents, I think my mental health itself would be completely fucked. I think I'd be, my, my mindset would be torture. <laughs> but no, I do genuinely feel for the kids that are in a position where school is their only happy place because it shouldn't just be at school, it should be at home. And it's not just that, it's the people living in poverty you know, the families that have lost their jobs because they've had to shield or, you know, they've went into furlough or, you know, the company shut down itself and then they don't have enough money to actually look after the children properly, which is quite sad because there's enough money in the world, regardless of status, there's enough money in the world for everybody to be housed and healthy and full at night. There's no excuse for it. If everybody helped each other as a community, then there would be no homeless. You know, where I live, obviously I can't say where I live, but the town that I live in, there's there's actually no homeless. They've got, a, you know, homeless accommodation that you'll never ever be on the street, which I find, to be fair, there should be nobody on the street. I've been there myself. You know, I've had that. I was kicked out at 15 and... For me, I stayed in bus shelters. I tried to stay with friends. 
I don't even think I had friends. I think they were just people that I met that kind of felt for me. So, but then people took advantage of that too because I had a job and I was trying to save up for my own, my first flat, and I was paying people stupid amount in money for rent, that to sleep on someone's sofa, and that's a that was a big shocker for me. But anyways, I'm diverting for some reason. But yeah, this whole lockdown is, I think it's gone too far, personally myself. I know COVID's about, but I don't think COVID's as serious as, as everybody's making out. You know, I'm not saying it's not a serious subject, but I think the media and the government have actually emphasised it a lot more than any other, you know, <clears throat> illness. I mean, we had swine flu and that did kill people off. You know, there's mares and the SARS. And that that's quite a high rate anyway. You've still got TB lingering about. And that's not emphasised in the news as much. I know it's a pandemic and they want to inform people. But I think some of it's scaremongering. And a lot of people go, oh, she's a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, I am. You know, I think the government themselves do have hidden agendas. I think we all know that. Politicians aren't exactly the most honest people. You know, whether you're Boris Johnson or Nicola Sturgeon, you're, they're not fully honest with you. And people do think, oh, you're an anti-vaxxer. Because I'm not going to have the vaccine. For me, it's not been tested enough. It's not been out for years. So why am I going to put something to my body that I genuinely do not know what happens? To, you know, I could have a bad reaction... It could be not not even now, it could be further down the line in, in the future. You know, we don't know the health risks that it poses. And to be fair, the flu vaccine every year changes because there's a new variant of the flu every year. There has been no flu deaths at all because of COVID. COVID has taken over everything whether they've died of natural causes and there's been suspected COVID, it's gone down to COVID. I mean, at the start of the first lockdown, there was a lot of hospitals, there's a lot of doctors that were coming out on YouTube who were saying, you know, this has been emphasised so much that people are writing on death certificates that it's COVID when it's not. And personally myself, if your government's doing that at the start, what are they doing now a year on? You know, we're still in lockdown. We're, the shops, the economy's gone to shit. Like, shops are closing. Everything's gone online. And more and more people are actually looking into information more, which is pretty good, because before, people would be like, oh no, that's a crazy thought, that's a conspiracy theory. I'm not going to look into that. Where now they've had time on their hands to actually go and look see there is facts out there on some of the so-called conspiracy theories I mean it just so happens that Prince Andrew was in the Jeffrey Epstein case and then this Covid and nothing's been said about Prince Andrew since you know it's a bit suspicious <laughs> because personally if the, a member of the royal family is a paedophile then shouldn't that be dealt with more free, like more urgently then, but it seemed apparently not, you know, Prince Andrew and his non sweating body. But anyway, 
that's another topic for another day because I did so much research into the Jeffrey Epstein case when it first like came about and then I'm looking into Ghislaine Maxwell's trials and it's quite a lot you know obviously with the Jeffrey Epstein uh, documentary when that come out oh it so much is it makes your head hurt because you're thinking who was on that island you know celebrities and then you've got the whole Tom Hanks thing um at the first lockdown you know people were saying he's a paedophile and then nothing was done about it he's actually at Joe Biden's inauguration so it was like okay and that inauguration itself looked like the Hunger Games I don't know what Lady Gaga was wearing but the dress itself just looked like she was gonna go uh and get Katniss Everdeen <laughs> and <laughs> may the odds be ever in your favour as they say you know <laughs> I am a bit weird right I can't say these podcasts will start off and they won't ramble off into whatever rambles because <laughs> well <laughs> that kind of just happens with me but yeah no everyone seems to think I'm a bit nuts I mean I've spent hours before looking into Tom Hanks and Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell and Prince Andrew and oh it's nuts because you get down one rabbit hole and before you know it you're down 10 and then when you say you're conspiracy theorists some people automatically think you've got a tinfoil hat on your head waiting for the end of the world and realistically 2030 is not going to be the same as it is now you know 2030 is going to be everything's going to be online there's going to be drones there's a lot coming uh, you're going to have a covid passport like that is definitely coming out and people are pushing for this vaccine so much. For me, if you're going to push this vaccine so much, I'm going to be so reluctant to have it because why the fuck am I going to want something that's not even had a year's testing? A lot of people will say, oh, you're an anti-vaxxer or people, you know, you need to have these vaccines. No, I'll have the vaccines that have been out for years that I've had, you know, I've had them grown up. I encourage that. You know, but I don't encourage something that has only been out for what, 10 months? No, I'd rather not put myself or anybody else through that first. I don't know, something seems a bit suspicious about this. And to be fair, COVID has been in the news a lot. All you see is lockdowns, COVID, more lockdowns, people breaking lockdowns, you know, police arresting people are sitting on a park bench. And you're like, what the fuck is the world come to? Like, is that all your news? But then if you look into the news channels themselves, it's not just COVID. You've got the the protests in Bristol. You know, they've, they've put them on the news now. Because it's, for me, I know with BBC, I don't watch BBC that often, but the times I do, I just feel like they're scaremongering me. And the more stress that they put you under, the more you go, fuck, the news is right, right, right. And you're not actually opening your eyes sometimes to the whole point of if you question it, you know, I'm not saying the protests are right. A peaceful protest, I agree with when it becomes violent, but the times it come, becomes violent, it's actually false flags. Um, so for me, I looked into the Black Lives Matter and it was peaceful, but then there was videos of white people wearing masks destroying stuff to make it look like black people were doing that and to get a violent protest and it really wasn't 
So that, you know, for me was a big false flag. And the same again with, with the Bristol protests that happened yesterday. Um, I feel like there is going to be people out there that want to fight, that want to have that aggro. But it started off as a peaceful protest and then you're going to get the wrong type of people. They're not there for the protest. They're not there for the actual cause. They're there to cause violence. And that's all they actually want. You know, I think as human beings, we are quite peaceful to a certain extent. And then you get somebody who will ex- who will make, I don't know how to say it properly. You'll have a group of people who can be quite content, quite happy. Then you get someone that comes in from the outside who wants to start up shit, basically. And then it causes aggro between everybody. And nowadays you can't say if somebody's a man or a woman, you know, I know it's 2021, but you can't even say they or she or he the wrong way because somebody's getting offended. This offending shit. I remember growing up, right? And for instance, crap to me. When I say crap, like when I was at a Wayne, um, it wasn't a swear word. I never knew it to be a swear word. And then I think I got to high school and it became a swear word. So my teachers were like sending me out of class because I was like, oh, this is crap. It was my own work. It wasn't saying to other people. Um, and I remember actually getting in trouble for that. And I was like, what the fuck? And then nowadays you can't even suggest that somebody's a man or a woman or the, you know, they're gender fluid because you don't know what somebody is anymore. You know, for me, I have, if a man wants to be a woman, that's fine. If a woman wants to be a man, that's fine. But you're still going to be one or the other. You know, in my eyes, it's it's kind of hard to go. The pronouns nowadays, it's quite hard. And to be fair, the kids that do grow up with that will learn it pretty quick. You know, for me, if you give a, an old man a computer, it's going to take him maybe a week to figure it out if he's in his 80s, maybe longer. Um, that would be That's a bit like me. You know, I'm not that old. But you give me all this new information, it's going to process a different way. And it'll take me a bit longer to figure it all out. But then when you figure it all out, it's just normal anyway. So yeah. I don't know, I think a lot of people are quite touchy with certain stuff. I mean, I know for me, there's certain things at work um, that I don't talk about. So for instance, I don't talk about politics in my room. Because if I talk about politics and somebody doesn't agree with that then that could start a bad vibe in my room and then other people could join and it could set off a bad vibe for the whole night for everybody so I tend to keep politics out of it also the times I've been on uh, chat about itself and I've looked at other webcam models you know some random ones that are fully dressed talking away I've been in their rooms and they're doing like a podcast thing on there and then They've talked about politics. I know a woman was talking about Joe Biden being president. And the next thing you know, that same minute I was watching, she was actually banned. And I was like, okay. And somewhere down the line, I think in the rules, it's no controversial <coughs> controversy, you know, controversial comments type thing. So that itself so is like, okay, I don't want to do that when I work. I'd rather not get banned for that. And I'd rather not offend anybody. I mean, if you get halfway through this podcast and you go, 
oh, okay, she's not saying stuff that I like. You can, you know, people can turn it off, or they can listen and be like, oh, okay, she's got a different mind frame, mindset compared to me. I mean, we're not all going to agree with the same, but that's what a good, you know, that's what humans do best. And I think if everybody felt the same way, life would be born. You know, if everybody was like the sky is blue or the grass is green and it's sunny and shining all the time, where, yeah, the sky might be blue, but it's not always sunny. It's raining. There's a storm, you know, sometimes the sky is grey. <clears throat> but, yeah, see, sometimes with this podcast, right, like I've struggled the last week to find words to put into play. And I thought, why not just ramble on? Put a game on, you know, see what gets see where it gets me. And obviously the feedback I get from you guys is really good. I don't know whether you're just being really nice or you're actually liking this. But I am gonna start researching stuff. So what I'm gonna do is I'll offer people to give me a subject so I can look into it and then I can d- discuss it. And then you guys can give me your feedback. So every week it'd be nice if one of you guys tweeted you know dropped me a dm and said can you look into this can you look into that and i'll look into it give you my opinion um and we can discuss it like i know i'm gonna start reading a book called ikigai which is the japan the secret to life and happiness the japanese way it's not worded like that but i can find the book to actually show you the show you the cover tell you the name of it which is pretty silly but anyways I'm gonna start reading that because it's supposed to give you a positive outlook on life so then you can see you know life in a different way it shows that you look it looks into what you know in life what you're good at so then you can find something that make you feel better in yourself as far as I know that's the gist of the the book as I said I've not read it yet I'm gonna be reading it um but yeah, no, I've not done much today, to be fair. I did some cleaning, and then I felt a bit, mm, a bit off. And I tried to do, my, as I said, I tried to do the podcast, but I couldn't get the words out. So I was a bit like, oh. And I was looking at the Good Morning Britain, because I know that Piers Morgan's not on there anymore. Which, to be fair, right, I know he's a bit of a dick, but I quite like him because he, he says his words pretty good and he's always got a bit of a... I know people say he's quite aggressive or quite argumentative but he questions stuff and that's what I like about him you know, he does question stuff and it's like why why wouldn't you question it? Um, I know I've watched a few of his arguments, right? and people say, oh, you know oh, got, you can have some sort of effect especially when he looks his face bright red and stuff he's on the news um, because he just left Good Morning Britain because of the whole Meghan Markle thing which I think that itself regarding the royal family you know, I don't think we need a royal family in all fairness you know, people always say it brings tourism that's the only thing it brings it doesn't bring anything else I don't see why we have a monarchy in this day and age I can understand years ago a long, long time ago why they had a monarchy but we don't need it now. You know, it's bad enough we have a government deciding what we can and can't do, who we can and can't see. You know, 
And also with the COVID, I don't think we'll ever be off the masks. The masks have become a fashion accessory. There is major fashion retail like brands who are making ma- masks to match outfits. Like, what is that? If you're not planning on keeping a mask forever, you're not going to build an, a whole outfit around it. And obviously, I know people are fashion conscious. But, as well, especially celebrities, right? Because I know they not long had, like, a... Is it... I can't, they had some award ceremony. I don't know what it is because I don't follow half the shit. Um, but they turned up for it in their matching masks and matching outfits. And that's another thing. Why have celebrities been allowed to mingle, been allowed to travel, been allowed to promote this COVID? You know, they always say they're doing it for the COVID. They're promoting the vaccines or they're promoting or they're helping. Mm, they're not. They're having parties. They're laughing at us behind our backs. The elite itself is is laughing at us because we're trapped in our house, you know, alone where they get to meet up, have parties, still shoot films. I'm not saying not to shoot films, but if it's good enough for them, it needs to be good enough for us to go outside. And that's my big, biggest issue, is celebrities are getting to do what they like. And it's not a new thing. It's not just regarding lockdown. You know, it's regarding the crime that they do. I mean, they get to commit crimes and then they get a lesser sentence if the higher elite they are. And even when they get sentenced, they're still put on a pedestal as if to say like, oh well, here, we'll give him a sentence, but he'll be out soon anyway, so there's no point. And it's like, they're normal people. Celebrities are just normal people. You know, they might have cameras following them about all the time, but why should they get away with stuff that we wouldn't? And that's what she, that's what we should all be saying, is why do they get to get away with it? Why does the royalty themselves get away with it like for me Prince Andrew go and get a police interview simple as that I'd love to see him in a police interview that man would sweat and crack quicker than anyone he'd be cracking up quicker than an egg simple as that that's see this is why I don't get on to royalty because I have no respect for them and people go oh they go to war and stuff you know they're soldiers that's that's you know heroic in that sense but it's not like they have a choice they don't have a choice whether they're going to join the army or not they're told they're made to join it to look good for the royal family as i said i'd love to see the queen in a council estate you know take away a monarchy stick her in a council estate like you would any other old pensioner and give her a pension don't give her millions give her a pension show her what an old person from my, you know, from my area lives on. Because half the time you hear about pensioners that don't have enough to pay their electric or their gas and they're sitting there cold and they're sitting there without food because they don't have enough money. And yet you've got one pensioner sitting in a big palace, you know, having hand and foot. And then you're like, well, the one that's cold has worked all their life. And then the one that sits in a palace is sat in her arse and gave a speech at Christmas. Or whenever something shit happens, it's, oh dear, here's the Queen's speech again. Right, well, no doll, we don't really want to hear your speech. Come out and do something about it. You know, you've got your bodyguards, you've got your slaves, 
And I'm sorry, if you're working if you're working for the royal family, you're a slave. There's nothing modern slavery is slavery is still there. It's just hidden now. Like there's I listened to a song um by Killer Mike and it's called Regan. And it's to be fair, right, go and watch the video. Go like it's a really good eye opener. Go and watch the video. And he said that in America, right, that they abolished slavery. But they didn't. They just hid it. Prisoners are given maximum sentences because in America I don't know about the UK, I will look into that though. Um but in America they're given maximum sentences for petty crimes because they can be used as slaves. So, you know, it's community service or it's but they're still prisoners. They're not living at home. You know, they're going out and working on the fields or working somewhere and it's like it's just slavery. It is slavery. You're just not painting it. You're just saying, oh, they're prisoners, they did wrong, they have to do this. It doesn't work like that. I mean, I watch a lot of documentaries on people that are being, you know, in prison and they've actually been innocent. And it's they've been in prison for like 25 years and they get nothing when they come out and you're like, yeah, you might, they might give you some money. I know one guy got like a hundred grand and he was like, oh, this is going to set me up for, you know, good things. And I, I sat there and said to myself, like, he missed 25 years of his life. 25 years he could have got married, had kids, you know, he could have been working in a good job, earned himself a good pension, but instead he was wrongfully incarcerated and then released. And it was like, holy fuck. I don't, 25 years is gone. Like, that's, you know, I'm 28. Imagine living your life for three years and 25 of it's just gone. I just, I don't think it's right. And then also in the news, I've not looked at this case that well, to be fair, right? Because I've been trying to stay out of the rabbit holes. But I'm um, a bit conflicted. A little bit. So obviously there's a policeman who allegedly killed this lassie, Sarah Everhard, right? As I said, until I look at it, I have to just go alleged. Because you you never you never know you know, and obviously, it's caused a lot of controversy because it's do women feel safe walking down the street? Do women feel safe at home? Do women this? Do women that? You know, men make women feel uncomfortable. Men do this. Men do that. And part of me is, why the fuck do men get the blame for everything? Like I'm not just saying this. For me, I'm not a feminist. I, I don't get why women are a lot. I get why women are feminists, but I don't get why they're extreme feminists out there. Because it's just like, do you hate men that bad? Just be a lesbian, you know. Lick some lettuce. If you don't like sausage, lick a lettuce. Don't get mad about it. Um, I don't know. I think for me, if you treat your man good, he treats you good. If you treat him like shit, it's going to treat you shit like shit back. It's just like you treat anybody. It's whether you treat them respect. Be To get respect, you've got to give respect. Yeah, that's as simple as that. But anyways, um, there's a lot of women out there that are men do, you know, men. I, can, I feel harassed walking down the street or domestic abuse. You know, domestic abuse is a big one. And 
it re to be fair, it is a big one. It's been going on for countless generations, countless amount of years. But it's not just men abusing women. It's actually women abusing men. And in most cases, the women who get abused by men, you know, it gets noticed at some point because it's more common in that sense. But the men who get abused by women, they could have that for a very long time and nobody could ever think anything why, you know, to it. You could be the most manliest man and you could be at home and your wife is beating the hell at you and nobody notices it and if you don't speak up then it's like anything you have to speak up i myself went through domestic abuse in a relationship um i was only young it was a short relationship you know it was it was more like i don't know it was just a shit relationship anyway um but I never spoke up until later on in life and that was hard for me so I get it's not easy to speak up but a lot of women need to realize that what they do to their man emotionally physically even financially you know it's abuse some things can be really emotional abuse is can just be as damaging as physical abuse and a lot of women don't think they do it but they do as I was saying, in the news lately, it's been quite demonising. The men are getting demonised quite a lot. Well, I did not know that. So, the podcast itself, you can only do one section at a time. And they're only allowed to be half an hour long. So I'm sitting here going, right, what the fuck is going on here? But anyways... Where was I? Yeah, there's a lot of demonising of men in the media right now. And I want every man to know that not every woman sees that. You know, I know myself that if I walk down the street and there's a man behind me, I don't automatically think he's going to, you know, attack me. And I don't think he's going to kidnap me, to be fair, right? The size of me, <laughs> ah, you're not going to kidnap me. And I'd probably talk too much. You'd be like, oh, for fuck's sake. I'd probably, I think I'd be kidnapped for like five minutes. And then they'd give me back. You know, that'd be it. But there's a lot of videos coming up now, you know, on YouTube. People are like, oh, this man, he's attacked a pregnant woman. Right, I get those videos like that. I've seen the video myself. You know, that's not because he's a man. That's just a fucking human being. Like, he's got something wrong mentally in his head. To do something like that to a pregnant woman. That's him himself. That's not men in general. And that's the thing. It's not men in general. Or it's not the... You know, it's... It's just a person itself. Like for me, for instance. I am not a big fan of the police. Right? Not a big fan. I don't know why. I think it's the way I grew up. I grew up in a travelling community. And... If you know travellers and police don't mix. You know, because... They move our camps. They yeah, they just we just don't mix. So I've grown up most of my life to just not like the police at all. Not not disrespect them, just not like them. You know, I wouldn't go out my way to disrespect someone for no reason. There's no point. 
And I've had a few run-ins with the police, you know. And at the time, it's probably been heated, and then it's like, holy fuck, don't get arrested again, you know. I don't have a criminal record, by the way. That's a good one. Oh, what was I saying? But yeah, like, I don't look at every police as if, for me, I've met a lot of police that are quite bullies, you know, they're quite... I always, I always used to say, you're only a policeman if you got bullied at school. That is because you can get back at your bullies that way or you can get back at society that way, right? I don't believe that now. I still think a lot of police are uptight. They're our own arse or whatever. But it doesn't go down to the police itself. It goes down to the person. There's good police out there, you know, who go out their way to do the best they can in their job, to fulfil their job the best they can. But then you've got other police out there, other human beings out there who are police who will fuck it. They'll, you know, do dodgy drug deals, they'll take drugs, they'll they're worse than the actual criminal. And it's like, well, what why are they in why the fuck are they not arrested? You know, there's a lot of paedophiles in the police force that get brushed away. And it's like, what the fuck is going on? How come they're not getting arrested? How come, you know, we if if somebody did that in in normal terms they're gonna get arrested unless you're a celebrity or Prince Andrew but here we go you know <laughs> you can be a royal it's fine um and obviously there's been protests in Bristol and it's turned quite violent but that's certain human being it's all about the human being itself if everyone was nice if everyone was nice to each other there'd still be some fucker out there that wanted to cause shit. Don't get me wrong, I'm I'm not going to say if somebody woke up tomorrow and there was no war, you know, there was because we can't have peace if we've got war. That's as simple as that. There'll never we can live peacefully, but there'll never be peace because we've got so many wars. You've got war, wars about the oil, wars about loads of shit. And you're like, why? what is the reason for that you know what can't everyone just be nice and to be fair right I'm not gonna lie I've sat there the last few months and thought if I could get an island and just have nice people on there you could live in an amazing community it sounds more like a cult though to be fair it sounds more like a cult and then I think no, I wouldn't join a cult. But see, if they were nice, I think I would. I think I would be able to just go, well, as long as they don't do any Kool-Aid or whatever it's called. I think it's Kool-Aid. I'll just not drink that. Sorry, I was taking a drink. I know it's like 25 past 10 at night and here's me sitting drinking a Red Bull. Oh, and the game Valheim, guys, so I've been playing this game and it is a, a survival game. You fight bosses, you go search the world for dungeons, Um, you know, you build your house, build your base, and it is Viking, Viking based. To be fair, I'm not going to lie, it is pretty decent. It's an early access game on Steam and I cannot wait for more updates. I can't wait until... It becomes a big game. 
because I really do hope it becomes a really big game. A lot of people have been playing it. I know a lot of people on YouTube have made videos about it, which tells me that it's going to be the next Fortnite. Fortnite took off. I remember when I got a free code for Fortnite before it came to big. I'm not saying oh, I got, you know, but I did. I got a code and I really liked Fortnite, but when it got big, it got a bit shit. You know, there was more kids playing it than adults. I think they do that with all the games now, like Call of Duty. There's more kids playing. So it kind of ruins it for us adults who are still kids. To be fair, I'm 28. I've been gaming for a very long time. I don't intend to stop. I don't encourage people to stop. I think gaming it lets you escape from reality. You know, I can play a soldier. I can play a Viking. I can play, you know, a Minecraft block if I wanted to. <laughs> it, you have many lives. That's the good thing about being a gamer. You have many lives. And online, you can meet a lot of friends. I think over the years, I've met a lot of my friends and they've actually been true friends. Whereas in real life, I don't think I've made that many friends. And when I have, they've turned out to be batshit crazy. Like, I lived in my flat um, in Coventry. I lived in that flat for like five years. And it was a nice wee flat, don't get me wrong. I lived on the 13th floor, which was absolute shit because the it, lifts used to break all the time. And some of the people you used to meet in them, them block of flats, sometimes it'd be like really normal. And I met one lassie called Lauren. And she was really nice and she seemed really nice and she, you know, like she'd come up for dinner and would get stoned and have a laugh. And I was like, oh, I've got a friend here. And then I lost my dog and she made it feel, you know, made herself feel like she had to, I don't know, she used my dog's death as her little crutch for being sad you know, she was telling people that she was sad because my dog had died and I get it, you know, but she didn't know my dog long enough and the way she reacted was overboard and to be fair, it was quite upsetting because I had a lot of emotions when I lost my dog Um, because my poppy, from the minute I'd come home from work to the minute I woke up, you know, first thing in the morning or first thing at night when I worked my night shifts and stuff, she was always there. She took me to work. And it was just nice because I would ha I always come home to a waggling tail and, you know, my dark days, she'd come and cuddle me and it was just, it was nice. So when I lost her, I lost half my heart. And even now, I know I've got Trini and Trini reminds me so much of my Poppy. And I love Trini with all my heart as well. And I do, I love Poppy, like, she was, she was a good one. I'll have to find some pictures eventually and put them on my Twitter so you can actually see pictures of her. And she was, she was the cutest wee thing. She was more like a baby though. She wear clothes. Like I don't know what dog, what pit bull does that. Like I don't know. I don't know if anyone dressed their dog up, but she would literally come and get her pajamas on. You know, took her camping and she wore a wee like pajamas and a wee house coat. I don't know. She it was weird. I think I was weird. And then when she passed away, I got Morty. Morty is my boy. He is my... I don't know. He's a baby. He's a drag, a bearded dragon. Um, He's just about a year old. 
and he just sits there and cuddles. That's all he wants to do is cuddle. And I just think, you're the cutest wee thing. You know, you're always cuddling and um, don't get me wrong, right? There's times where I fall asleep and he'll, I'll be cuddling, you'll be lying on top of my chest and I'll fall asleep. And then I wake up and I'm just like, did I fucking squish him? So I have to make sure I don't fall asleep with him because, well, I'd crush the wee, the wee guy. And then I got Drogan uh, last November and he's a wee character. Do not get me wrong, he sometimes scares me, right? Because when I first got him, he was a bit bitey. He never bit me, but he just, the way his body, you know, his emotions come across type thing, he would open his mouth as if he's going to bite you. And the way he eats his food is fucking savagery, like pure savage. I don't think I've ever seen a bearded dragon eat that savagely. I mean, he fits like four or five crickets in his mouth before he chews them. And you're like, oh my God. Where Morty is completely different. Morty, I've found Morty sleeping with his food. I've never known a dragon to sleep with his food. So in my house, I have two different types of dragons. But I love them both. They're so sweet. And also for me, when I got Drogon, my friend that I got him off didn't know his feeding habits. She didn't know... He didn't know how to feed him his diet. You know, what he needed his UVB, he needed a lot. So when I got him, he was quite underweight. He wasn't growing. And now he's he's flourished into a beautiful wee dragon. And, well, he's just a healthy wee boy now. Crazy as fuck, but he's, he's healthy. And that's what... But as I was going to say, if you're going to get an exotic animal, the best thing you can do is research everything possible before you decide on getting in an animal that goes for dogs too like I'm a big firm believer that you know I wouldn't get a puppy because I'm I'm more into my rescue dogs not in the sense of fashion it's more in the sense of there's dogs out there that are older who need a home who haven't had a good home so that for me that's the type of dog that I go for and don't get me wrong a puppy would be so cute. You know, I've seen puppies and they're really cute. And it's a shame because people go, like me, I'm saying to you about rescue dogs, but there's puppies out there that people are breeding and they're constantly breeding to make the money. People are so money-minded when it comes to puppy farms. And it's like, wait a minute here. You've got dogs that people don't want. You've got dogs that are just being born that in five years' time somebody won't want you know, stop, stop the whole circle, you know, give the dogs, give the older ones their life first and then bring the cycle in because there's so many animals in the world now that are, you know, they don't have homes or they're being abused and it's like, what the fuck, you know, why can't the older ones have homes and the young ones not be born straight away, that's kind of how it should go. For some reason, right, I'm playing. I'm not playing Valheim. I've got Valheim on in the background because I'm going to be playing Valheim. And I never die in my house. It just nearly killed me, saying the smoke damage. I've got windows in here, so I don't know where that's going, what that's happening with. But, guys, I'm going to wrap it up for a bit. Um, I might do an episode again during the week because... I'm, I just need to find my feet with my talking 
when I'm a, it sounds weird when I'm at work you got I have you guys chat to me and stuff so it's nice because I can have that backwards you know the conversation backwards and forwards whereas when I do this podcast I literally have nobody and nothing to look at apart from my own screen so I might actually maybe look at doing a couple of YouTube podcasts so then you like live so then you guys can come and chat and keep me going but we'll look into that in the future so far we're just going to concentrate on the little things <laughs> there's no point running before you can walk but to everybody who's lasted this long listening thank you very much thank you for supporting me I'll either see you on Chatterbait or I'll talk to you on OnlyFans or I have a Patreon that you can donate to to keep me going on the podcast and my photography so my Patreon itself is just based on my photography work Um, I would like to start keep like making sure I can try and start my own business with it keep on top of my photography so then if it means I've got to take a little bit of time out of my webcam modeling to do my photography my patreon helps me cover that every month um there is different tiers to it I'll make sure I put the link on my twitter at some point if it's not already up there so you can check it out but thank you very much and I'll see you again next time